0: Welcome back to the Unify Gathering podcast. We hope you had an epic Easter weekend, lots of eggs. Today, we've got members of Thornhill, Gravemind, and The Gloom in the Corner on to chat about Unify and their memories from the times they've played at the festival. We also ran another question earlier in the week asking for your favourite sets from Unify 2016. That's coming later in the episode too. For now, let's get into one of those chats right now. I want you to meet Jacob. He sings in the band Thornhill. His band played at Unify in 2019. Jacob, thank you for chatting to the faction today.
1: Thanks for having me, man.
0: What did you know about Unify before playing there?
1: Um, so I'd actually never been before. So I had, I'd never even like camped out of, I'd never even been to a festival, I don't think. So I had no idea what I was. getting getting into, because we we ended up in, like, there's a whole artist area that you camp at, but um, we just stayed with our friends in, like, the normal area, so we set up this really, really, really bad tent that my dad used to have, and and slept on the ground, and, like, barely slept. Like, it was was absolutely horrible, but I'd do it again, anytime.
0: And the set, was (laughs) was it as horrible as the sleeping situation, or did you hit the stage and just blow it up?
1: No, oh, it was definitely way worse than the sleeping situation. But the like everyone's reaction was better than anything with well, not anything we've had, but definitely one of the best reactions we've ever had. I really didn't think that many people would come and see us. Um and we played we get to we got to play a new song, I think at the time it was Coven, I think we played. And that was like that was nuts seeing people that happy for something they've never heard before. So, so yeah,
0: you, you were surprised saying. to see that there were so many people there excited about watching your band?
1: I was I was surprised, like, because at the start, when you're, like, putting stuff on the stage, there's only, like, maybe 150, 200 people there. Because people will go off, get drinks, go to the toilet, do all their things, you know, leave, or, like, <laughs> some people um, come get there. So when I looked, when I first put my mic stand out there and, like, got my mic set up and stuff, there was, like, not a lot of people. And I was just like, ah, it's going to be. It's going be one of those shows. One
0: of those friends and family show, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah 100%. And I was like, you know, that's okay. Like, I'm just going to go out and try my best and have some fun. Like, I'll have a couple of beers after this and just be stoked that I played a festival. Like, I mean, that's everyone's stream anyway. And then, um, you know, you do your whole intro and obviously I don't come out till last and blah, 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 it's warming up. And then I walk on stage and there were so many people. That's, that's definitely the most people we've ever played to. And we were all just like, holy shit! What is this?
0: Were you able to enjoy the festival, not as a performer but as a patron in some regard? Mm,
1: absolutely. I just like kept eating those tacos. One of those food trucks was just <laughs> insanely good, and I, me and Ethan just kept going back. And then after our set, we went on like, uh, there was this ride that was um, doing like a loop. And we gone on that after like, finishing our set, having beers, eating food. And it was like the worst idea I've ever had because I think we were all like spewed afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was so much fun, man.
0: Absolute carny. Total yeah, carny. Absolutely, absolutely. Can you give us an update on what's going on around in the, in the Thornhill camp for 2021? Oh, God. Um... I know it's all TBC, but we want some positive news for the bands that we love.
1: Um, I guess we're starting to write the album. Well, like, we we are writing an album, I guess. Um, there was a lot of, like, back and forth on that whole thing, cause COVID, because it's like, do you tour an album if you can't tour? Like, how, how do you, how do you go about that? Is it worth it? Like, we've had, you know, so many discussions, and I think so many bands in the same position have had that discussion of whether it's worth it, like, financially, and, Etc. And I think we just We just were like, nah, we'll, we'll put Everything we've got into an album and just Hope the world clears up by then um, So yeah, Ethan And I are just like Very, very busy and just like Absolutely going at it and just finding out What we want and what vibe we want Because we do not want TDP We don't want anything we've ever Done before um, Even even visually So Ethan's yeah, a guitarist, a isn't he? Ethan is the yeah. guy. He's the main songwriter.
0: Yeah. Give us your websites. Give us the social media bullshits, whatever they are.
1: <laughs> um, we were we're on Spotify. We're on Facebook. Uh, Thornhill. What are we on? Fucking like Instagram. I don't know. I'm in the bath. So <laughs> are you in the bath? <laughs> Fuck yeah, man! Oh, I want to be. Yeah, uh, that's saucy. This is, this is the first interview. This is the first interview I have done in. Oh man, I reckon since last like. Early last year.
0: All right, you, you, you soak Filthy. up the bubbles. I'll let you get back to your scrub <laughs> and dub. Thank you for reminiscing some of some of your memories from Unify, and um, no worries, man. thank you for revealing that I've current I've been talking to you for the last five or six minutes completely naked.
1: <laughs> I wanted you to be stoked about. It. <laughs> next time, FaceTime next time.
0: And now here's where we go when we die by Thornhill. Let's go. singer from Gravemind. Dylan, thank you for speaking to the faction. My
2: absolute pleasure, dude.
0: So you fall into both categories there. Before we get to your band's performance at Unify, is it true that for years that you were buying your own way inside the gates?
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Ever since since the first year, there's only 1,000 people going.
0: Can you remember what the atmosphere was like at that first Unify?
2: Yeah, absolutely. The first year of Unify was, I think, one of my favorite um, years because it was... It was like the first time you'd seen so many people that were kinda of like you in the same in the same space. So before that maybe you go to a show, and you see, you know, a couple of hundred or whatever it may be. But it was literally a camping festival, a thousand people all dressed in black attire and band shirts and all the rest of it, just rocking up at once and it was kind of like a I was like a these are my people movement, so it was really cool.
0: Did Gravemind exist back then?
2: We, we, didn't, we, didn't come, we didn't actually come up with any music then. We had music written, um, and we were annoying our friends by showing them demos and things like that, but we I don't think we were a band. First year, yeah, we didn't exist.
0: So when you were watching these bands play live at Unify, were you looking at the stage and thinking, I'm going to be there one day. That's going to be me up on that stage.
2: <laughs> I mean, uh, that was the hopeful thought, but um, no, we, I, like, when we, that first year that we went, and we went with, uh, I think, with every member of, of Gravemind actually... We all camped together and we went and saw um, a lot of bands play. And uh, I don't think we ever thought we'd be up there, no.
0: Of the years that you went as a patron, can you recall one set that you would say is your favorite?
2: Yeah, um, I guess the most inspiring for us, being that we were like kind of heavy deathcore kind of sound, was that first year um, Aversion's Crown play. And they're like a very, very techy kind of deathcore band with, um, at the time they had Mark Pointer as their vocals, which is probably one of the best vocals in the scene. So watching that set and just seeing um, or hearing music that was so dense and so heavy played to like a thousand people was probably the coolest fucking set of the day because it just sounded stupidly massive. It was huge.
0: Speaking to Dylan, the singer from Gravemind on The Faction today. Well, fast forward to your set, 2019, if I'm correct. Do you remember what other names were on that poster? Yeah,
2: that year was a, was um, was insane to us because one of our favorite bands in, uh, in our band, um, Carnival, was playing. Um, we had, you know, absolutely, just like our peers, that we'd started with Drown the City was was another band that we basically started at the same time as they ended up playing um, beside us. So it was fucking awesome. That a great year.
0: And if you could summarise Unify as a patron and as someone that has played on those stages, if you could summarise Unify with a few words, what would it be? A place for the outcasts. And can we have a 2021 update on Gravemind?
2: Gravemind, we're going to be putting out a new record. Come hell or high water, come lockdown, um, whether we have to fucking record it on an iPhone microphone, you'll get a new album from us.
0: Where's the best place to stay in touch with all the updates?
2: Keep it on Facebook, on Instagram, all the regular stuff, Twitter, um, for the shit posting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All the best with the release this year, Dylan. Thank you for speaking to the faction.
2: No worries, dude. Thank you.
0: Love this one. Here is Volgan by Gravemind. name is Mikey. He's the man, the brains. He's the voice behind Melbourne Band, the gloom in the corner. He joins me now, Mikey. Thank you for chatting to the faction.
3: Oh, thank you for having me on, man.
0: So you got to play what is now the most recent Unify in your home state. That must have been special.
3: Yeah, it was. Like, a lot of us have been patrons of Unify over, like, since it started. Like, I think I went to... Yeah, I think it was the second one because that was when I was old enough to go. Um, So, yeah, that was, like, we've... Been like fairly frequent um, patrons of the event over the course of the last five or six years. Um, It's actually how I met Paul, our current bassist. I met him at the first Unify that I went to. Um, But yeah, like we've always been big fans of the festival. We've always wanted to play, and we're lucky enough to get the Thursday night slot um, to warm everybody up for Friday, and well, more so Saturday, I guess, given how the weekend turned out. But um, yeah, and yeah, it was it was an awesome time. But we we went through quite a lot to kind of get to play that night.
0: Can I ask what you went through?
3: Yeah, of course. Um, So kind of like a couple of months before uh, we actually did Unify, we switched over our entire live rig to like, um, we call it the big box. And it basically runs like all of our in-ear monitoring systems so we can hear ourselves properly live. Um, And, you know, it runs like all like backing tracks and et cetera, um, all through a laptop. And there have been a couple of instances where it had, um, screwed up on us, a few, like yeah, just over the course of shows, but it'd been tiny things. Um, and basically, we got to Thursday night, and we got up on stage, and we plugged everything in as per usual. Like we thought we had it all down pat by that stage, and nothing was coming through the PA but hiss. Oh. So for the first ten minutes of us setting up, which was our normal setup time, we were trying to we we're running around like frequently trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Um, and surprisingly enough, for once, it wasn't something on our end that screwed up. Um, cause there's a good old saying apparently with amongst our fans where it's not, it's not a gloom show if something doesn't fuck up. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a long running thing. So we were very surprised to find out that it actually wasn't on our end. And what proceeded to happen was whoever used the mixing desk last, um, like, some mixing desks are, like, digital, so you can put USBs in them for, like, certain settings, and cetera. Whoever used the mixing desk last, when he pulled out his USB, didn't pull it out properly and completely fried the desk.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: Yep. And we just happened to be the next contenders to use a desk. It's an easy, like, it's one of those things, it's an easy mistake to make. Um, but in a festival environment, it's one of those fuck-ups which can, like, almost ruin the festival. Um, so, yeah, for the next... 35 minutes. We were standing around on stage, trying to get everything sorted, and it wasn't on us. Um, and our engineer Joel did the best that he could given the circumstances. They had to completely reset the desk and everything. Um, but what really made that performance special was we were standing on stage for 35 minutes, and everybody was just egging us on, like they were that eager, to, they were that eager for us to play. Um, even when Nick was doing like like fill time to just like try and get the drum level adjustments right. People started moshing and stuff like that despite (laughs) the fact that we weren't even actually playing. Um, So, yeah, like, that's the best kind of reception that we've had as a band was just, like, watching a crowd of 800, 900 people just, like, waiting eagerly to see us play. Um, And then, yeah, when we finally kicked off 35 minutes past our uh, scheduled slot... um, someone got knocked out 4 seconds into the set which is what I love to hear
0: <laughs> that is a that story that anecdote is a testament to one the caliber of people who go to unify that they understand that these things happen at festivals but they know that if they if they are if they persist they will get the music that they've come for and it's also a testament to the people that come to see your band because your music there are so many elements in there it's not a guy with a guitar playing folk songs so anything that is Uh, off or askew with your sound, gosh, it's going to throw off the entire show. So I can understand why you were so nervous.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like, it was our first, like, big performance in front of, like, a big crowd of people since I think we did the Chelsea Green show in 2019. But even then, like, that was just walking... But as I said, walking up on stage and seeing people, like, support us, like, even 35 minutes after we were meant to play, like, that kind of thing was huge for us. Um, And we couldn't be more thankful for people waiting around to see the set.
0: And last time I spoke to you, you just dropped that. It's not not an album, it's not an EP, it's a Trinity. You dropped that, Ultima Pluvia. I know it's hard to answer, but do you have some plans to put that into a live show in 2021?
3: Uh, We do. We're just waiting for the right time, really. Um, Yeah, as I said, I think I said this last time, it's just kind of, it's hard to gauge like what's going to happen, Um, you know, like, For a few months, or sorry, for a few weeks, we were, like, we're based down in Victoria. Like, for a few weeks, we were okay to, like, kind of start bringing back shows. And then, you know, we had, like, a little COVID spike again. And so people have to go put masks back on. So we're just kind of, like, we're holding out just a little bit longer. Um, And that's, like, that's one of the reasons why we're holding off. The second reason as well is because we're just about to go and record uh, the next record. So we're kind of, like, putting all our focus into that over kind of the summertime. Um, so that when, like, we do come back, like, we do have new material, hopefully. We won't be waiting that long and we get to do something like an Ultimate Polyvia, um release show or something along those lines before we start releasing new stuff because we haven't really played any of the Ultimate stuff live besides violence. Um, but that's, that's the aim. We're just kind of sitting like twiddling our thumbs, waiting for (laughs) the right opportunity to come along. Um, So hopefully it's sooner rather than later, but yeah.
0: Before I let you go, is there an all-time favorite set that you've seen at Unify?
3: I want to say the Ghost Inside was definitely one of them because they were a big band for me growing up. Shit. Yeah, I want want to give it to the Ghost Inside because it's the most recent one that I can remember off the top of my head. Um... Body Jar as well a couple of years ago yep. that one was really good because um, they were one of the, kind of like the first bands that kind of started getting me into music like it wasn't their whole discography it was just a couple of songs but like the one song that I would wanted to see them play they actually played um, which was a surprise but yeah it's, I'm probably going to give it to the ghost inside yeah
0: Hey Mikey all the best for 2021 and thank you for chatting to the faction today and reminiscing some of those Unify some of those great and not so great memories <laughs> Well, thank you for having me, man. And now it's time to hear a track from The Gloom in the Corner. Here's Misanthropic. They
4: <laughs> call me the
0: Thank you for tuning in again, Legends. This week we asked what was the best Unify set in 2016. It's a big question, I know, and we loved reading about your memories from our second ever festival. There were two clear winners, Parkway Drive and Ocean Grove. What amazing artists. If you head to our YouTube channel, you can actually watch some songs from both Parkway's and Ocean Grove set. Plus, there are some awesome interviews with them from back in 2016 too. Good times. Good times. That's all for this week. We've got more episodes coming for you soon, plus a pretty epic Sunday session set this Sunday. Obviously Sunday as well. We spoke to the band playing this Sunday in our first ever episode. There's a clue. Get guessing, and we'll see you on Sunday. Don't forget to subscribe and have a bloody brilliant Thursday, legends.